Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. You guys, we have made it to part six of the Raw Housewives of DC recap, and unfortunately, this is our last and final. This has been such a fun project that I got to work on with Jasper. And not only did I get to spend time with my friend talking about my favorite show in the world, but this show somehow, I think, got Mikhail to follow me on Instagram. I woke up the other morning with a follow notification that Neil and Mikhail's joint Instagram has followed me. I don't think they're listening to the recap because I probably would have been sent a cease and desist by now. However, this is just an amazing way to end this entire project. So thank you so much for listening. And again, if you haven't checked out parts one through five, go back and do that and enjoy part six. Alrighty. Thanks. Bye. So we'll start the reunion. We'll kind of do like a truncated version because reunions, they talk about so many things, but they start the show off. They talk about everybody's political leanings. Mary's Republican. Linda's Republican. Stassi and Mikhail are Democrats and Kat can't vote. I was shocked about Linda being a Republican. Well, she is from the South, isn't she? She's from the South and she's rich, so. Yeah, but I mean, well, we kind of can't compare back then with now being a Republican. (laughs) True, (laughs) true. Like, my dad's a Republican, but he's like, I don't vote for Trump or believe in the rhetoric he says. Right, and um, didn't Linda say as well that she voted for Obama, even though she's a Republican? Obama, Obama 2020. But, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I like how they're all introduced and they're talking about the politics. And I think what Mary said was the smartest thing somebody ever said. It's like, I vote for issues and people. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, that makes sense. I agree with that. Then we go into Mikhail's eating disorder conversation saying she's super healthy and this is the first time she opened up about having MS for the past 17 years and you know the MS has caused her to lose all this weight and to not be able to keep weight on and you know yeah I I don't want to tell someone they don't have an illness but you know like Linda said she goes oh MS are your initials and the rest is BS (laughs) that was so funny I mean that line was rehearsed but that was really good 
But then also weird. Linda totally made uh, did her research about MS because she's like asking her about her diet and everything and then talking about like how she always eats a filet mignon and whatever. And Linda is like, well, actually with MS, we should have a low protein diet. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's all BS. So they then move towards talking a little bit about Kat and her whole situation with Charles. On the reunion, she talks about how it's confirmed that they're getting a divorce, but she's actually excited to be divorced. You know, he left a couple months. I guess he left in May after all of this had happened in January. Like, you know, like their big, like the testimony happened in January. He left in May and he left and didn't even say goodbye to his stepchildren, which is really disrespectful. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, obviously there were, we talked about before, there were underlining underlying issues between the two of them so I was like yeah but then also Andy asked the group like did any of you see it see that coming that Kat and Charles will like break up and Mikhail's the only one raising her hand is like yeah I knew they would break up I was like what the fuck you haven't you never had anything to do with them you have no idea she learned to like when somebody asks a question you just raise your hand and you say yes i know the answer yes they were gonna break up i could tell from a mile away yeah they probably had been at like three events together total (laughs) ever then we move into more of the race situation with kat talking about um defending that she's not a racist to stacy and stacy basically was like i never called you that You know, I just said the way you acted was different when you were near African-American people versus white people. So they have that whole conversation and they talk more about Tyra. And actually, Tyra has been in the news a lot lately because, you know, Top Model was fucked up. There was an earlier season. I remember they were like switching races and it was like a white girl who Tyra was like, and now you are going to be black. And she was like, I'm not doing blackface. I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to win the competition if it involves me doing blackface on television. And even like another one where it was like Tyra told a black girl who had her like a gap in her front two teeth. She was like, you need to close that if you want to get a job in this industry. And then like five seasons later, she tells a white girl, you need to get a gap in your teeth. Like you need to make your gap whiter. And it's like, oh my God. Tyra, this is controversial. And she did end up saying something recently being like, hey, like, I know how bad that looked. And, you know, 20 years later, I can, you know, say, like, I'm sorry for being ignorant. And 20 years later, I can say I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, it's just 20 years later. Yeah, I'm, you know, sleeping on a bed of money uh, thanks to that show. But I'm so sorry (laughs) for the mean things they did. So they have a conversation, Kat's not a racist, whatever. They do talk about the colored situation, and Stacey basically just said again, you know, I'm not calling you a racist, but I could have seen vividly, I saw vividly that you were not comfortable in her home, and you're probably just not used to being in situations that aren't white-dominated. And, you know, Kat's like, I despise racism, I'm not a racist, and they kind of all move on. They did talk about Mary's integrated salon comment <laughs> and he was like were you drunky 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 she's like i was 
Oops. <laughs> cringe. She so was cringe. so embarrassed, but she owned it. She was so mortified. Stacy was joking with her, and they all. It just was like a stupid drunken turn of like stupid drunken conversation. I I, I don't think that means anything. Um, Stacy talks about how she found her dad. Yay! Great. They're gonna go to Nigeria, I think, in a couple of months, and they're now gonna have like a new wedding because I guess their wedding is in legal in Nigeria, so they're gonna do a new wedding there. And Jason has to pay a dowry to the family, which is kind of funny. Um, He's gonna buy a goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my um what's her name linda keeps calling it's like goat rodeo it's like goat rodeo <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so then they talk a little bit about the erica situation and they basically all kind of said you know erica was unwarranted in the 30 minute freak out that she had on cat at um i believe it was stacy's house at the ice cream social with the kids involved so you know moving on who cares um then we <laughs> We get to another like Cat versus Mikhail scene and it's sometimes hard to see them argue with one another because Cat is so quick-witted and cutting and and very dry and Mikhail is just like a fembot and can't speak. <laughs> so it's kind of So she starts crying being like Cat is mean to me. And then Mikhail, like, is clapping back at her and is like, well, at least I'm married and have someone who loves me. You have no love in your heart and you're empty. <laughs> so ridiculous. I was like, oh, my God, that is the line Tarek tells you to, like, me- memorize and then bring it on somewhere. No, totally. And then, like, she's also talking about how, like, Cat is a bully, of course, and like made everyone cry. And like, they're all like, no, you didn't. She didn't. Yeah, you made Stacy cry. You saw Stacy's face down, like, what? <laughs> no, she never made me cry. <laughs> and then we move to Mary stuff, talking about her boundaries issues with her boundary issues with Lolly, but. I don't need to hear more closet drama. Mary really didn't have that much like going on in the show other than her lolly no. drama. But because I think that's like because she was like a normal mother and had five kids and was just busy doing mom things and like you know, she didn't have all that kind of drama. Fans said that she looked like she was really glazed over in a lot of her scenes and they were asking her if she smokes pot. And she was like, no, I just drink wine. And she's like, I was kind of embarrassed that, like, every scene I was in, I was drinking a big glass of white wine. <laughs> Understandably, I would have I to. I do drink. think that she also took some Advil most of the time or, like, a really light tranquilizer. Yeah, just a little bit of, um, a little Xanax. Why not? Put it in a Xanax smoothie. There's so many Beverly Hills references on this recap today. <laughs> <laughs> Then we, but Linda admits to smoking pot. <laughs> yes. She used to smoke pot. And everybody was like, my God, what? Like, as if pot is like fucking meth. Like, it's a lot different. <laughs> a lot different. Oh my God. Well, speaking of actually meth, when I was reading Cirque du Soleil, speaking of meth, when I was reading Cirque du Soleil, <laughs> the writer who I do believe has the biggest crush on Mikhail, what's her name? Diane Diamond. She was saying 
in a scene, in like a, a, you know, at the end of a paragraph, it just had author's note. And it said, everybody accuses of Mikhail of being anorexic, but I've seen her eat a lot of times. She actually loves sweets. She eats Hershey Kisses, and I've actually only seen her eat sweets. I'm like, yeah, Coke, Adderall, and meth heads love sweets. <laughs> I wonder why their teeth are all fucking janked out. Hello. <laughs> like, hello. It's, I'm not accusing her of doing meth, but I actually am. <laughs> now that I said it. Mention it all. Mention it all. <laughs> so then we get to the Redskin cheerleader situation. And they're talking about, were you a cheerleader? Were you not a cheerleader? What is going on? And in this book, Terry Lamb, who is, you know, works for the Redskins or owns the Redskins, whatever, basically was like, you never cheered for us. Mikhail's brother said he never cheered for them. Mikhail was saying, but I was on the roster and, you know, I was in the alumni book and all of these things. And it's like, well, no one has any recollection of any of this. And even in the book, they talked about how there was like a Hall of Fame or not a Hall of Fame. Like one of the people who were talking to her, the, the writer was asking her questions like, oh, like, do you remember what your uniform looked like? And she was like, it was white. It had fringe. And, like, if you spent years of your life, like, cheering for a team, like, you would remember your cheerleading outfit. Like, does anyone remember Brandy Redman on Real Housewives of Dallas who, like, still wears her cheerleading outfit probably every night right. like, to remember the glory days? <laughs> <laughs> but then also she's like, so, were you a cheerleader? Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I was on the roster, but I don't know. I don't I know if say I you weren't. <laughs> yep, but I don't know. Like, okay, you don't know. It's it's really bad. You can just see how they're all getting more and more frustrated with her. Everything she says is a lie, and so all of these people who are sitting around her who are telling their own truths can't really respect her because it's just all fake bullshit. We then have Andy ask her if... Tarek and her ever do anything separately and she basically said no and then I started looking back and she never really had a scene without him and the one time we saw her alone was when she was like walking the streets of Paris with Stacy and like she couldn't even form sentences or like be a friend who would like listen to her telling her about her adoption storyline and like not storyline story life that was like the only moment we really ever saw her alone and she couldn't hold up a car. Yeah. And one time where she was with Paul picking out dresses. Mm. But other than that, yeah, Tarek was always there. And I mean, clearly he was a major manipulator. He got her so far that she couldn't function without him. Well, it got to a point, like, at the end of the reunion, all of a sudden, like, Andy's like, so, like, do you do anything without Tarek? And she's just like, uh, 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 like, um, like, does this crazy <laughs> crying situation. <laughs> and I'm like, you're trying so hard to squeak out tears. And I feel like it was, like, the tears of someone being like, help me. Right. I- Blink twice if you keep saying to a radiator in your basement. Again, another thing like PK and Dorit, you know, Boy George yeah. chaining people to radiators. 
A little bit different. Teensy bit. I don't mean to minimize what Boy George did. <laughs> Google it. It's not this podcast. <laughs> so then we get to part two of the reunion, and the men show up. And so Tark comes out first, I believe. And all the other women are like, all of our husbands are here. Why is he coming out without yeah, our husbands? Really, like, that's not fair. They, they really didn't want him out there and not having like yeah their protection then a little bit later we find out why because he became physical at a press dinner or whatever it was in LA but then also I find it amazing because you can see how they are like no 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 and you see Andy's face how annoyed he annoyed he gets with them because he's like well, I'm the boss and I say what goes. And they're like, no, we don't do this if they don't come out. And I find it impressive because they're like the only group of women that actually spoke up to Andy on a reunion. Otherwise, it's always the... Yeah. Like defend themselves to be like, he was physical with one of the people on the cast. There needs to be a boundary. I think it was... I'm trying to think. Oh, it was Danielle Sal on the most recent season of new jersey where she was like i need to sit on the couch next to andy and they were like you know you physically <laughs> assaulted margaret who's sitting right next to andy aka the hot seat for one like the two biggest people of the season sit right next to andy and they were like you are not sitting next to him because y- you could hurt margaret and you've hurt her in the past and it's like there's no you know you have and then to i got her an extra chair i know Honestly, the chair of the reunions of the past few seasons, whether it's like Real Housewives of Dallas with Leanne sitting in the chair that Brandy put out for her, or the chair that Danielle Saab sit in, just you don't ever want to be on the chair. <laughs> Period. No. It's a bad sign for your <laughs> for your career. So Targ comes out and they're talking about immediately Mikhail's illness. And I think, again, this is just like professional victim 101. They immediately start off with how everybody was making fun of her illness and how that was, you know, so unfair and how all the ladies are so terrible for making fun of her illness. Like, that is not the reason you are out here, Tarek, to defend your wife's MS, if she has it or not. (laughs) You are here strictly because you crashed the White House congressional dinner or whatever, state dinner. That is why you're here. (laughs) You can try to divert all you want, but it's not going to work. They bring up the bringing the wine to Paul's party. Obviously, Tark is like, we did bring the wine that morning. I don't get it. <laughs> Everybody else is lying, not us. Like, why is I know, everyone- that was so funny as well. And like Andy did his research as well. I was like, no, there was no wine. The owner of the venue said so. You didn't bring any wine. Like, they, uh, that's what I loved about this reunion. They all did their research. Bravo did their research. The whole producers, everyone did their research. And Andy actually got all the information. On totally. I mean, cards. Andy read the book and was able to kind of call them out on things yeah. that and wrote in the book. Whereas now Andy basically is like, well, I didn't even watch the season of Below Deck, but I'm just going to show up and ask them <laughs> questions on this card. I'll just ask, you know? And so, I mean, of course, like this was like still in 2010 when, you know, Andy and Bravo wasn't such a big thing like it is now. But still, like, you know, 
doing the proper research creates a good reunion and creates a good show and allows for Andy to kind of press people on more in-depth situations or more specific details to certain situations because that's what you know we'll get Mikhail a little fired up when she's like what what do you mean like it's like it was written in the book and not like everything written in every book is true but you know these are like direct transcripts of emails (laughs) true So we then get into the conversation about Tarek and Mikhail house hunting with Stacey, which is again, yeah, one of my favorite parts. <laughs> and she basically was like, y'all have no assets, no income, and generally that means you're not in a good place to buy a home. And like they were saying, Stacey was basically just saying, do you own a home? Do you own a home? And Mikhail was like, we do, we do. And Tarek was like, well like uh, <laughs> depends it's like they might own oasis vineyard and the apartment above the tasting room like i always call it you know but they don't own anything else and he doesn't own it outright the business owns it and i believe his mom is still alive and so god knows corinne hasn't let go of that vineyard fully <laughs> and then they show us the footage of their casting video in a fake house. I love Which, audition videos. That was my favorite moment ever. Because didn't Mary say, or on some podcast later or whatever, she actually knows the owner of that house, the friends of hers or something. And then they show the casting video and the whole house is more or less empty. And Kale is like, yeah, we're doing many renovations here. That's why we don't have any pictures on the wall. What the fuck? I like, there was like one room she was walking through. There was like a massive telescope. She was like, yeah, we hang out in this room sometimes. I'm like, what are you looking at the stars? You fucking idiot. Like, you're not, you're not stargazing in your, you know, $50 million mansion. Like, let's, let's be real. So... (laughs) They talk about that, and then they bring up how Oasis company was bankrupt, but a new company has been formed. And so Linda at this point is like, how dare you buy diamond bracelets for your wife and do all of these things when you're actually not paying any of your bills and not paying the hardworking, small, independent vendors who have given you flowers for events or catered your events? Like, you can't see that that's a problem. Like, you're buying frivolous things and you know, claiming bankruptcy so you don't have to pay the people who actually did something for you. It, it, it's just, it's bonkers to me that they can't see it as a problem. But, He's like, whatever, it's bankruptcy. That's the point of it. Ah! <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like, he explains it like, yeah, well, it's the company that went bankrupt and you, you still have to, yeah, you still have to spend your own money anyways. You have to spend money. And it's like, no, you don't. You should. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Goodness, embarrassing. That's not how bankruptcy works. (laughs) Well, he's like, great. So I file bankruptcy for one company and that means all my debt is gone. So I could start a new company and create all new debt. (laughs) That is not... That is not true. <laughs> like that is just not the way you should be looking at money management. And he was a spoiled little rich boy his whole life. He went to a fancy military school and like went to boarding school and, you know, obviously had luxuries that, you know, other people didn't. So he was probably accustomed to a certain lifestyle. But, you know, the fact that his mom was like, you are bankrupting this vineyard because of your purchases of a yacht and the deluxe box at the Redskins Stadium, all of these really expensive, fancy things. When that money in the business should be spent on the business, not inflating your ego with whatever fancy car makes you look like you don't have a small dick. Fucking idiot. He's such a fucking idiot. So then we are introduced to the other husbands. We get Jason, Rich, Charles is obviously not there, and sexy Abong shows up as well, just an angel man. We get into the conversation about the vineyard and the lolly theft, and Jason's base and Rich is basically like, dude, you have no right to speak to my wife like that when I'm not there. Like, don't come for my daughter. Don't come for my family. Also, all of this shit was untrue. And what did they say? What was the phrase? Oh my God. Everybody is going to jail. Uh, To jail. Like, shut up, Tark. What are you even (laughs) saying? And Tarek is like, he brings like evidence and like stupid copies from some Facebook messages. I feel like this was probably the first time physical receipts were brought to a read. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And so then they begin having the conversation about the black caucus dinner and how they snuck into the side door and how Jason was talking about it to everybody and how he had no reason to lie about it. Why would Jason ever make up this claim that they snuck in the side door and then were asked to leave? And of course, Targ and Mikhail say he is a fucking liar. You know, he they would never do that. He's lying. He's trying to make them look bad. When it's like, no, this was months before the state dinner where you did the exact same thing. <laughs> like, yeah, this is why would he lie? This was like the fact that you guys were grifters were definitely on everybody's mind at that point, but it wasn't a confirmed thing like <laughs> like the state dinner. 
Well, we then moved to, you know, what we all have been waiting for, Andy grilling <laughs> Tarek and Mikhail about the state dinner. And Tarek is just, you know, dying on this post saying, you don't need an actual invite, you know, basically have two ways of getting invited. And in the book, they wrote about this as well, saying there are two types of invites. There's officially recognized invitations, which get like the invitation in the mail with like beautiful stationery and probably like $17 worth of postage because it's so heavy, I'm guessing. (laughs) Thanks, taxpayer dollars. And then there's OTR guests, which are off the record last minute guests, which it's like if they need seats filled, they call those people. So I think they were saying they're OTR guests, meaning, you know, we got the last minute invite. It's like, again, you didn't. Right. And that's like my cat as well talks about like, she's like, I actually do know the White House. Like, my ex-husband or soon-to-be ex-husband is working there. And now how it works with the invitation and you get formal invitation. Only if you're yeah, a last minute off the record person, you won't get an invitation, but then also you won't be able to go to the salon for seven hours to get ready. Also, a custom sorry probably takes some time to make. <laughs> I don't know about sorry. You would think. But, and she's also 5'10, a 5'10 size zero woman. I mean, I don't know how many sorries are in that size just f- floating around DC. <laughs> like, that was custom made. Let's be real. <sighs> oh my goodness. They are just so stupid. So at this point, like, I mean, we can go into the details of what they were denying, but they just deny, 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 deny. We were invited. We were guests. Obama personally wanted us there. He said we are his best friends. And we're all going to go for dinner with Michelle, Barack. Mikhail and Tark are going to start babysitting for Sasha and Malia. They're going to walk the dogs. They are best friends. <laughs> but they're even like trying to convince Andy that it was like a publicity stunt by Bravo and everything. And it was like all fake. And like... They believe they really believe their own bullshit, so they want to make everyone else believe it as well. And then at one point, Linda, Mary, and um, Cat fall asleep on each other. Very Vicky like Donaldson, like, right? But they're acting like little kids because that's what I like about it. like you can see they actually do like each other. They all like each other besides Mikhail, but like. They're pretending to fall asleep on each other. And Andy gives them like the the meanest look ever being like really childish. I mean, he was not Yeah, we can't take it anymore. We can't take the bullshit anymore. And these reunion days are like eight, nine, ten hour days. Like these are not easy days. So after hearing Mikhail just talk out of her ass for hours and hours and hours and then Targ coming out and doing the same thing they probably are all just completely and utterly over it like why would we ever 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 want to hear these fucking idiots now try to defend themselves they they were questioned like the hilarious thing could you imagine if they were like we remain the right we what is it we 
remain we remain all right stay silent yeah we'll stay like damn i don't know why i can't i can never i'm like my dyslexia <laughs> really comes in when it comes to this one phrase we respect the remi- we respect the right to remain silent imagine if they answered every one of andy's questions with that <laughs> that actually would have been funny that would have been really fun. at least cat if cat would have said that like as an answer to one of his questions that would have been so <laughs> rich oh so good but also like it's funny how they like yeah in court they respectfully remain silent but on the reunion they're talking and talking and talking it's like well maybe in court you should actually speak up <laughs> it's so but they don't come to any solution and no conclusion whatsoever i mean andy at a certain point is like we're getting nowhere and as a host i've got to, <laughs> i'm giving up <laughs> i've got to give the fuck up like what is this even happening so yeah basically andy was just kind of over it and was like we're not getting anywhere then they have a conversation where Kat addresses the Christmas party situation and Mikhail is <laughs> such an asshole. She's like, um, anyone can get invited to the holiday party. Like, I don't think you getting disinvited had anything to do with us. Like, oh, you don't think so? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't really know how else she would have get, gotten disinvited. I wonder if Charles went to the party. I feel like he definitely did because he's a bad husband. I'm sure he did, and he probably brought another date. I mean, that's for sure. You could kind of tell at a certain point. Like, I don't need all of this shit in my life. This is too much drama, this whole Real Housewives mess. So we end the show talking about an event that happened after the reunion. We were, mess- we were discussing this before. So there was an event they all were attending, and... Tarek, Linda, Mikhail, the whole squad was there. And I believe Tarek was getting into a fight with another woman and Mikhail. He shoves Mikhail that, and everybody saw him be physical with her. He was, a, a, you know, sloshed at this event, of course, you know. He's like classic Weinstein on mouth kind of guy. Also, like, that yeah. is also me after 40 glasses of wine and a night out with you and Mercedes. <laughs> so I, I can't say I'm not victim to that, <laughs> that situation. So he supposedly, so then I believe Linda was trying to stop the situation and was like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And he turned to her and said, shut the fuck up, and then threw a glass of red wine at her. Shocking. Yeah, shocking that he doesn't respect women. Who would have thought? <laughs> right. And then he's like, but yeah, you threw scotch at me. He's always tit for tat and like, he's like Kenya. Kenya is the same. She's always like, yeah, but they did this, so I did this. And I was like, well, yeah, no, that's not well, like, how you should do it. And then Linda says, like, I would never waste some fine scotch on you. Yes. Linda is queen, Queen Linda. Wait, what are you drinking now? Do you mean a white Russian? Yeah. You are literally my grandmother. <laughs> How do you make one? Vodka, milk, and uh, Kahlua. That sounds really good. Now I'm like trying Easy. to see what does she have? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had any breakfast this morning and I drank a can of wine. So, breakfast of champions. It's my day off. <laughs> Small so, can. this breakfast definitely- wine, how Tinsley calls it. 
Also, Sutton went on David's podcast and was talking about how she starts drinking at 10 a.m. every day because it makes her nicer. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So after this whole wine situation, Mikhail actually is like, you need to apologize to Linda. And then he says, you know, Linda, I'm really sorry for throwing the wine in your face. And, ap- and then after that moment, Mikhail then turns to Linda and goes, well, now this is a good time for you to apologize for calling me anorexic. <laughs> and Linda is like, bitch, what's that? You only made him apologize so I would come back and apologize to you. Like, I'm not taking my statements right? back. I'm not taking them back. <laughs> But that was like one of the few moments where Mikhail was clear in her head. I was like, wow, that was actually like really smart. It was dumb and stupid, but it was really smart. It's like, wow, you're actually holding your husband accountable for his actions. What a crazy, shocking thing for you to do. But also it's (laughs) pathetic because like he was shoving her. He was physically putting his hands on her. And we talked earlier on, you know, the earlier four parts of this, and this is going to be broken up into two. So this is another three month long, you know, arc for you guys, but he is abusive and we could see him being emotionally abusive in the sense that he manipulates her and makes her feel as if the people in her life aren't trustworthy and that everybody else is, you know, lying when it really is him so it's not surprising yeah. that he then unfortunately turned to physical abuse. And that is like not okay in any way, shape, or form. And so although he was a dick and she's an idiot, I'm really glad they got divorced. And now she's like living in bliss with the, <laughs> the lead singer of Journey or the guitarist. Taking really bad selfies all day. Oh, her selfies are crazy. But I heard in uh, another interview, I believe Linda did, that she was saying like he really protects her and after like the dc housewives and all of like the aftermath of the show that it became pretty clear that like she was abused and she kind of was like a rescue dog who needed to be like cared back into sanity like she needed to be like hugged and sheltered and you know away from the the public Sorry if I'm like apologizing now. Um, We just had technical difficulties, but somehow we are back. And the first part of this episode, well, the first 30 parts is saved. Thank God. But we were just finishing up on the reunion where everyone kind of talks about what is going on in their lives now. So since it's been 10 years, I guess we can give kind of like a 10-year update. (laughs) (laughs) I have to scroll all the way up of my, how many pages of notes is this? 23. I need a hobby. This is like a thesis. So (laughs) we start with Mary. She's now living in Dallas, Texas. She's divorced from her hubby. And I don't really think she's like doing anything other than being a mom. She's a designer. Mm. She does interior. That is like a quintessential rich woman job <laughs> right Car- not caroline sanbury sophie sanbury but she's an actual interior designer she posts like tons of like renderings and stuff that she's doing i'm like wow okay she actually is a designer not just yes. goes to west elm <laughs> and picks out <laughs> so we have stacy who is kind of mia she's not on any social media 
I couldn't really find it. Well, it's shocking. I mean, she didn't have Facebook back then, apparently, because her husband had to scam scam her brother into talking to her. (laughs) (laughs) And they're divorced as well. Oh, are they? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't get that. Spoiler alert, 10 years later, everyone is actually divorced from that cast. Casey Scott Turner, divorced. Oh, that's sad. I mean, he was against gay marriage, so not my thing. I'm sure that wasn't the reason why they got divorced. Yeah, no, I think that was one thing they agreed on, actually. (laughs) Oh, yeah, back in 2012, they separated in the Washington Post, right exactly in the same place that Tarek and Mikhail once were. Oh, wow. Oh, that's sad. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, let's see. Um, So then we have Linda, who still runs this modeling agency, which is shocking. I know, right? I looked it up as well. I was like so impressed that the agency still exists. I thought it was kind of like a fake thing. Even that one modeling scene, it looked like they were in a basement and right. kind of like ugly <laughs> people were coming in and out. I was like, is this real or is this the Bailey agency? Because I... <laughs> Maybe she should partner up with Cynthia and show Cynthia how you run an agency. For real, even though I think Cynthia has already given up on that dream. Cynthia is a quintessential every new season, new career. She is a grandma. She turned a modeling seller into a wine seller. (laughs) (laughs) She's a grandma now. She's not with Abong and no, you know, there's no information on anybody she's dating or anything, but Queen Linda still reigns supreme in my eyes. We have Kat, who obviously is divorced from Charles, who ended up having a third child and lives in Mallorca, Spain, which seems like the way to go. Like, she kind of won after all of this. It's, it's very British. Like, there's so many Brits live in, in Mallorca, Tenerife, or Ibiza. Interesting. I didn't know that. that that's kind of... It's the Boca Raton. <laughs> For British people in Europe. Interesting. Noted. Well, remember Kyle Richards went to Mallorca? She like thought she was so cool. Like, okay. <laughs> you got really cheap flights there and everyone is drunk all the time. So it's like we don't vacation there. Oh, too good for Mallorca. <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least, we have our angel, Mikhail who is now looks physically like a different person and is married to the guitarist of Journey, Neil Schoen. They married back in 2013, a couple years after the show ended. And she lives in like a beautiful home and is always posting on Instagram of the two of them, just like beautiful butterflies and gorgeous like greenery and landscaping. I'm like, okay, somehow she might have been- The worst Instagram ever a lot of hearts they have a they have a joint instagram account and it's just the tackiest shit ever she really doesn't know how to use an iphone 5 no he calls her lady m which is kind of cute i don't know why i'm like 
into this idea of this man like coming in and completely shielding her from like the fucked up world that she has created for herself (laughs) but like it's just another man controlling her and she's just (laughs) right i mean hey what can you say don't stop believing Uh, well, on that note, Jasper, thank you so much for coming on this very, very long journey with me. This has been such a pleasure. Journey. <laughs> Here we go again. Jesus Christ, I didn't even get my own joke. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. It is, I think it really is my favorite franchise that's not airing anymore. I love this season so much and I love the reunion so much and I love those women so much. You just can't It was a pleasure. Well, this was so fun. I I'm excited to see what happens now that like it'll be airing on Friday because people are going to be talking about it again and hey, maybe something can happen. It seems like a lot of the women would probably be down for another season or you know even just to be on another show, but I think honestly what brought the show was was Mikhail. So <laughs> unless she's a part of it, like I yeah. kinda don't care. I wish they would come back. I think yeah, now they will be up for it, but then back in the reunion and the at the end asked them, Would you do it again? And everyone was hesitating. No one said yes. I was like, Yeah. Well they all ended up in like failed marriages and <laughs> like Yeah, I kinda think they would do it now. Well, I I really want them back. Enough time has gone by where it kind of seems like, you know, you can kind of start fresh and find another Mikhail-esque kind of person for everybody to... I'll bring Edwina Rogers on full-time just for you, Megan. Wow. That could be really good for me. I actually just want, like, an Edwina Rogers show. Like, screw all the other ladies. Let's just get a reality <laughs> show into her life with her creepy husband. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of our Real Housewives of DC recap. Thank you so much for listening. This was so fun to do, and I'm excited to do more One Season Wonder recaps. And as much as I love doing them, I don't think any One Season Wonder will have this much content to be created out of it. Like, I really don't think it's physically possible. at this rate we've we've talked i think longer about the show than the actual 11 (laughs) (laughs) so true pathetic (laughs) all right well thanks for listening and subscribe to my youtube channel or else (laughs) even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. 
Get 10% off your first order at oceamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.